This is the Evolution Exchange podcast, a platform that brings the Nordic tech community together. My name is Sean Hughes. I connect businesses with freelance tech solutions, and I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nils Hulf, Applejack Jackis, and Tobias Backman to discuss the topic of how to cultivate innovation in a team environment. Before we delve deeper into the topic today, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Um, Apo, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, thanks. So my name is Apo. I'm uh, leading the engineering efforts from Discovery from uh, the uh, Stockholm office. Uh, we are responsible for the so-called metadata journey, the last mile of uh, metadata from uh, our backend systems into the client teams themselves. Thanks, Apo. Nils, we'll come to you next. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. Uh, Nils Hult, uh, Chief Product Officer at Pricer. Pricer makes electronic shelf labels, uh, price tags. You can find them all over the world, like in Best Buy and stuff, um, making it possible to automate. I have a quite long background, academic background in all kinds of stuff, computer science, engineering, biotech and so on, AI. Uh, work with robotics, DNA sequencing, and so on and so on. But what I find most interesting is this: uh, the right in the borderland between uh, technology and business. So where innovations really happen, and that's where that's where I also think this topic is particularly dear to me and fun. Really looking forward to get in into the topic. Uh, Tobias, what about yourself? Yeah. Thank you. Um, Tobias Beckman. Um, I'm um, at the moment uh, a technical manager and product owner at Division X on Telia, working with uh, uh, new stuff, innovation. Um, and uh, all my career, I've been only doing like tech and IT uh, in technical and or leading positions. And a uh, little like Nils, I find it uh, very nice to be just between the business and, and the technology and uh, innovation is uh, something that's going on pretty much everywhere uh, not only in uh, separate departments fantastic thank you so we have a a broad room here a couple of um people coming at it from a product perspective and Apo coming at it from that engineering side. So very, very broad. Really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say to the questions today on the topic. So now that we've established a context to, to each of you, um, we'll move on to that topic that I keep mentioning. You've all got a question or statement on the topic today, which is how to cultivate innovation in a team environment. As usual, I will work around the room and ask each of you to pose your question. I'll also ask for a little bit of a, a background, a reason behind it, if you like. Each of you will then have the opportunity to take, give your take on the situation. So let's jump in, shall we? Nils, we'll come to you first. Your question was, how would you set up teams and their way of working to make innovation more likely and easy to achieve? Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit more about that and then we'll work our way around uh, to Tobias and to Apo to give their thoughts? Yes, uh, there are so many ways to split an engineering uh, or a product development department really and you can have product owners, product managers, um, engineering managers, uh, you can have long sprints, short sprints, uh, you could have waterfall, but we don't, but uh, many ways of doing this and at Pricer, we have a development department of around 80 people. There are 10 teams and so on. 
how do we get that? How do we get people to feel feel uh, creative, uh, empowered as well, and and um, so that they actually are, uh, and also trust trusted enough, feel uh, feel that they have the trust to innovate. And uh, I'd like to hear different perspectives on how you've done this, uh, what you've seen working, and what you haven't seen working or doesn't work. Thanks for providing the background there, Nils. Uh, Apo, we'll come to you first. So, have you got any any hints or tips or or things that you've seen work, conversely not work, on setting up teams to to sort of cultivate that innovation? I would say probably the first reaction is uh, there needs to be some systematic effort and top-down uh, commitment to that. Uh, assuming that uh, people are going to be innovative and creative just because we hire the, the smartest and the, the greatest people is not going to lead to um, things. It's going to lead to interesting things, but there might be uh, disconnected and uh, going all over the place. And then at the end, we might lose uh, focus and traction and momentum and motivation and so on. Uh, therefore, I think there needs to be uh, an innovation mindset in the organization that is materializing in ways of working across the teams, across the organization, setting up the organization uh, to be able to experiment a little bit with new ideas that are uh, maybe slightly off from what uh, is the day-to-day -day work, both from product and engineering. And then at the same time, there needs to be some kind of challenge. Uh, coming uh, interesting challenging problems that are not part of like the right here right now otherwise it's just going to be like a repetition of what people are doing on their day-to-day uh, -day, day -day work thanks Apo. uh tobias we'll come to you next what do you think I think yeah, I, I usually mention always in, in like the beginning of all of this is uh, it comes down to, to culture and uh, what kind of culture you want to where you want to have and what is actually driving people, uh, what are their drivers uh, and to work in uh, what I've seen like work cross functional teams have a lot of diversifying and a lot of different people with different angles coming in uh, and having uh, the other ones have been mentioning like the, the mindset that is free free of free to speech and and uh, coming up with new ideas it's, it's very important and you sometimes need to really communicate that we expect of you to come with new ideas and and uh, every time we get new I get new people in in teams I always tell them we gladly want to hear your your point of view and uh, uh, I think you should let also the, the teams uh, organize themselves as much as possible, find how they would work in, in, a, in a best way. So you don't go in and control too much of, of uh, the way of working and things like that, because that could be pretty much different in, in all teams, what working and what's not. Uh, so that needs to be a very dynamic So how do we how do we achieve that? Nils, any ideas on on 
on what Tobias and, and Apo have, have brought here on on sort of breeding that innovation um, on giving people how much how much free reign do you give people? I mean, I know Apo mentioned there that we in in your roles and and the industries that you guys work in, you're going to be working with some fantastically clever people, some innovative people with different ideas coming at it from different angles. But what can we put in place to um, provide a space for innovation? So, so one of the things I've been doing uh, re recently is to and we always try to make uh, let the team work on something as autonomous as possible. It's never really possible, but uh, autonomous as possible, preferably something a product with a, a clear customer when possible, not always easy either. Uh, and if there is a customer in, in customer in the end, then if you work close with to this customer, then I find it much, much, much easier to be innovative. Otherwise, uh, I mean, we have tried uh, or are still using Lab Fridays to to let people basically do almost whatever they want to, to try new things. I mean, the, there come up new ideas, but there are a lot of those ideas are internally focused, new tools, new ways of working new, new internally and so on, because that's what you see. So it's not strange. I mean, it's, it's a natural reaction to get more customer focused innovation that will actually make a difference, then I think that needs to be brought much closer. You need to be uh, dipped in this uh, daily or all the time to have it in, in front of you. I think that's crucial to get the customer-focused innovation. I'd completely agree, and that's um, could be quite broad, can't it? Customer-focused, is that B2B, B2C? Um, you could probably argue that that is um, applicable across the board really um with understanding your consumer your customer and exactly what they need and and ways in which you can then go away from that and and innovate as a team to give everyone exactly what they're looking for we'll move on to the next question tobias we'll come to you next um the question that you sent over to me was what kind of activities could work when the team are placed in geographic geographically different places easy for me to say or work mostly from home so it's a it's a super relevant question obviously with with what covid has uh, implemented on us with a lot of us working remotely we've been, been able to particularly from from my point of view as a broker um sort of implement talent and and broaden our horizons for what we can um we can attract as businesses um sort of five six years ago a lot of companies were limited to to talent within 50 60 miles radius of their of their office so that they could get them into the office and meet the team etc whereas now we're seeing increasing levels of remote workers of people all over the world all over the country um so i think this is a really cool question tobias do you want to give me a bit more um of a background as to where it's come from with yourself or have i covered that just there we're talking about covid yeah so yeah you're yeah, you're actually absolutely right uh what i was thinking also that um when when it comes down to like innovation it's it comes down to individuals and and their sense of feeling safe and and uh, uh you're probably aware like like people not all everyone are raising their their thoughts when when you are in in larger groups or, or in the larger meetings and things like that. And if you go back a couple of years when you were sitting a lot of people in the same same room and having meetings there, 
there is a lot of people that not always uh, raise their hands or, or raise their ideas or thoughts. And I think that this could be even even worse now when, when people are sitting more at home or on a distance that they don't want, a lot of people maybe don't want to raise their hands or thing like that. And then they can work a little more in like in the shadows or what you could say. It's, uh, but you, you really want to have the everyone's opinion. You want to have uh, everybody coming in with their ideas and their thoughts in, in uh, <clears throat> when you're working with, with uh, innovations. Um, so, so this is something I was uh, wanted to raise and see how how is everyone else thinking uh, about this, or is it is it only me that? <laughs> it's definitely not just you. It's something that um, I think all industries have got as a new challenge in in finding those touch points with staff all around uh, the country, all around the world, or even even in the same city but working from home. I know something that that we do here at Evolution. Um, Apo has has met my my director Christopher Bennett. Um, he's in Stockholm at the moment. We um, well, Chris implements as the director of our function, um, sort of weekly sessions where we all get together and and use Miro as as a brainstorming tool for different ways in which we're all working. Um, and then we run training sessions based on like we call them masterclasses on different things that are working for us in these new times. Um, but that's just us. That's me. I'm curious to hear. Um, from from you guys, Nils and, and Apo, uh, we'll come to Nils first. What do you what what do you think about creating activities with um, teams all around the globe? Uh, so I've been mostly. I was thinking about this question beforehand, and I was focusing on innovation because that was the theme of the whole thing. And I find that innovation is really hard to schedule. It's not something okay. Let's get an hour now where we be really innovative. Uh, it's um, so that that's where you need frequent uh, frequent contacts, uh, contact services. But otherwise, to get to get innovation going, I think it's uh, to do it systematically in some way with a group. How we do it, uh, still do it in similar ways, knowing roughly a direction, which is important. Like I said before, okay, the, here are some customer issues, opportunities we really want to uh, tackle. And then okay, any ideas, but then break it down to really short um, discoveries, quick ways of learning, and and half days or even shorter. But then I think just to fight the remote remoteness is to divide people in small groups, like one or two, two or three people. And okay, now you go off and work four hours and come back, and and then what did you find out? I think these things could be. If you do that, um, encouraging experimentation and encouraging, uh, encouraging learning, I think that could uh, could help. But I have had, um, have to admit we have had uh, haven't done so much. I haven't uh, been personally involved so much in this uh, in the past years. In the past two years, been been able to meet people at times or individual uh, meetings. I think it's very easy um, when you're working from home um, or you, you're working with teams that are working from different locations for the, for those staff members, for those members of the team to do their job and their job only uh, without sort of thinking outside the box with just focusing on delivery um, rather than 
going that extra mile and innovating different ways of doing things and finding new ways to to hit those sort of stakeholder expectations. Apo, I'm curious, I, I know you have um, people dotted all around the world at Discovery. Um, have you got anything that you implement or anything that, that that's coming to mind uh, talking about this? Not something specific in Discovery, but uh, I would say without even considering innovation, uh, remote teams require different ways of uh, approaching them compared to uh, office office workers. Uh, the communication and collaboration aspect is uh, super important. And uh, uh, the trust that uh, <coughs> Tobias mentioned earlier is um, it's much more critical uh, now because of the isolation individuals they they form their own little bubbles and they stick to this bubble because it's comfortable and it's convenient and it's practical and so on so the challenge for leaders is to not necessarily force but um, facilitate uh, some kind of um, mixture of uh, domains and capability so uh, let's have a hackathon and let's put uh, product and engineering in a particular uh, challenge or let's have an ideation phase first and then uh, we try to pitch in certain ideas on uh, product people and then the product people are going to try to uh, recruit some uh, ux people to help them with some uh, mock-ups and so on so it, it but it needs to be driven by someone. Someone needs to own this uh, function. Otherwise, assuming self-organization and things emerging out of nowhere is not gonna is not gonna go too far, unless you have super dedicated people that it's their passion basically to to do these things. Nils, we'll come to you. Well, one of the things I recently did, or a quarter ago, was to trying to align from a business perspective, all the teams that were working towards the same direction. And then we, we started with all the product managers that worked together and we said, okay, here are the objectives you wanna, you wanna achieve. Uh, and to do this, I mean, we had 10 different teams and you need, you need to do something along those lines and something you need to do that and you need to work with this together and so on. We set up some broad objectives and some, just a draft of, of what we think needed to be done for the teams, but then, then the next step was okay. Now we shouldn't think longer. Put this back and let the teams now think and come up, uh, come up with stuff because this is just what we saw. And uh, then we had this back and forth. So they went away and they were thinking for for a few days. Went back and forth, came up with new ideas and, and did this. I, and we did this. I don't know. Went on for a few weeks and we came up with fairly aligned teams and a lot of happy happy teams that actually had been done and new and interesting discussions that I hadn't seen before. Kind of systematic way of synchronizing people, which is which worked remotely uh, quite nicely. Tobias, you had something to add? No, I just want, wanted to add in uh, <clears throat> as well that it's um, it's it's a balance all, all the time that you, you don't, uh, com coming back to you, you don't want to control too much or steer up the things. Uh, innovation should come from like creativity and, and a lot of like crazy ideas and things like that um, and but I, but I agree with Apo as well that you you, you need to sometimes hand over like an arena or, or something like uh, help them push a little in the right direction but that can of course be a lot of different 
uh, ways to, to do that uh, through a social social thing, of course, uh, to to socialize uh, much more together, and, and um, I think that people stimulate each other and, and come up with great ideas. So, um, so that I think. Apo. Uh, something to add to the previous comments is the fact that maybe uh, leadership or maybe some people around uh, can act as the, the seed creators uh, with ideas. And these ideas can be very narrow, focused on what the product and what the engineering is about, or it can be a little bit far off, left and right, or it can be uh, super wide, but it can act as a mechanism basically to allow people to start thinking because our day-to-day -day work basically puts us in boxes and in these boxes we're stuck and uh, if you want to innovate you need to start seeing things from a slightly different perspective. So let's say I have a product, I have a platform, I have XYZ in front of me, I'm going to see it as I've been seeing it for the last six months or a year. Now someone comes and says, hey, we're trying to solve problem X, uh, which uh, we think might be able to be uh, delivered from your end. This could be a way for people to think slightly different, the product capabilities, service, and they can come up with other things that have nothing to do with whatever seed idea came from someone else, but someone can trigger or can act as this triggering mechanism for like deeper thinking. So it's a question um, that I have for, for all of you really, and, and that is who can be responsible for for innovation within within teams is it the people who are sort of stereotypically um more in charge of of ideation and and where those ideas um go how products are formed how um the direction a company takes so ux product people um or or senior to that I know a lot of companies now have innovation offices. If you wanted to implement that within your teams, would you would you then would you go to that person who is sort of stereotypically um, has more control over the direction, or do you go to someone who you have noticed is more innovative in their sort of personality traits? What does everyone think? Innovation department, if I understand correctly, but I've seen also with my customers and talking quite frequently with the innovation people and it's also very often that they're not so innovative really i mean it's hard to get to the, the, i i'm not seeing a lot of the innovations that really happen within the customers organizations really come from that sometimes maybe uh, maybe there's been a shift where, where they're running it differently the past few years uh, where i see them be more agile, more structured, and more more uh, business focused as well, and do do things, try things quickly. So that I think is good. And I think we, if you have to have someone leading innovation, you need to have someone. You can't do this process. You need to have the personality for it. Uh, you need to really. You need to be creative. You need to be semi structured to bring it forward a little bit. Someone needs to be semi structured in it, but not too much. But um, you can't just put someone in it, it would, absolutely nothing will happen uh, or not something you want at least. <laughs> okay Tobias we'll come to you to to round up the the, the question in on this particular yeah. topic. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah so I think that um, it's in everyone's um, 
work and and should be in everyone's interest to to contribute to to the in innovations but uh, of course there is a good thing then that you need to have someone to maybe like facilitate uh, the ideas coming in uh, so they are not just left uh, undone or or undiscussed or or some in some way that you can uh, take it up for discussion again because sometimes its ideas cannot be be fully fulfilled or or you cannot um, work on it directly or do anything about it right now but uh, maybe like uh, a couple of months or, or something like that you can you can bring it up again but you need to like facilitate and make sure that the ideas are not forgotten and also that is a way to not just uh, neglect the the ideas that comes up so the everyone feels that someone their ideas are taken care of and and they're not just left un, undone and because then you will kill the the innovation you will kill the people's creativity um so and i think it's you shouldn't put too much like processes or or thing like that or too much uh, of uh, hard lines in the way of working or thing like that you should give uh teams the tools and uh, the the ability to have an agile way of working and then and, and, uh, have a creativity uh, everyday uh, workday. Fantastic. Apo, uh, you had something that you wanted to raise? Uh, yeah, actually, I was going to say something or comment something, but then at the end, Tobias covered everything, but uh, some something new came up to my, uh, to my mind. Uh, celebration. Uh, we probably need to celebrate uh, even the smallest wins because this uh, reinforces uh, the uh, the confidence in the team that uh, things are appreciated and it's not just like day-to-day -day, um, uh, normal operations. Fantastic. So we'll leave that particular topic there. I think it segues nicely into uh, the final question of today's episode, uh, which comes from Apo, who asked, how do we align creativity with business needs and people's domain of expertise? So Apo, tell us a bit more about the question, about the context to it, and then we'll we'll come to Tobias first to answer. Yeah, sure. So my question or concern here is how do we make sure that um, we're setting up our people and the processes and our expectations to succeed and we're not just wishfully thinking that uh, yeah we're going to try to play uh, an innovation uh, process and mindset and so on and then things are going to come out i mean the, there needs to be certain conditions met before we can successfully uh, deliver something on this domain and uh, i think both niels and uh, tobias touched this already in their answers earlier so uh, probably this question is half answered already but I'm going to stop now and let you guys answer. Well, we'll go through it again anyway. Why not? Uh, never hurts to, to re-highlight good points. Uh, Tobias, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, my my experience is that uh, it needs to be a very flexible way the the, the business the business needs and and uh, the the goals and things like that will change over time. So so the different you will need a lot of different kind of uh, people with different domain experts um, along the way. 
<clears throat> and this is where you came in, come in with these T-shapes and things like that. You need to have a very flexible, uh, flexible way and, and um, to, to deal with the, the different kind of um, inputs and outputs that needs to be done. You know. Welcome to Nils next. What are your thoughts on on Afo's question of uh, aligning creativity with business needs and sort of expertise of individuals? Uh, absolutely getting domains in there and I, I touched upon it like you said earlier on the getting business people in and designers as well by the way but uh, business people in to working together with engineers, not just throwing these requirements over the wall. Hey, work on this and let me know when you're done. It uh, shouldn't happen that way. Uh, everyone knows that now, but still, it does happen again and again. And uh, but getting there, okay, this is what we're actually trying to solve, and not be too specific in actually saying um, how it should be done, because that's uh, that should be worked out together. I'm not a big believer either of the. Okay, a product manager should tell what needs to be done, and the engineers should then go figure out and how it should be done. I think this is something that's done together. I think it's it it evolves together. You can't really entangle business from technology. In all the good solutions, they are intermixed, and they. I mean, you can make it great. You realize you can do something with tech, which enables a new business thing, and vice versa. And so they need to evolve together. But they, I think, product managers. And the engineers should really closely work together and close together, and then get into this continuous experimentation instead of sitting and de either debating, which is common, uh, or getting into okay, let's just build it. We know what we know exactly what we need to be done. So now we spend three months on building it, and then well, you realize it wasn't like that. So the more you can experiment and test and get data, that's the better. And get that culture in. I think that will align. With Creativity and and business needs and expertise and so on. I so couldn't agree. Same focus. I couldn't agree more. But we'll come back to Tobias. We've got something to add. I just want to emphasize that even even more that it's uh, when we're working with innovation, you're you're uh, it's in their na nature that you don't know uh, everything from the start, like uh, how it will uh, how it will look like and and. Uh, how it would work and, and thing like that. So that's an exploration uh, along the way all the time. So uh, of course, they cannot only, only be like uh, top down to tell this is how it's going to, to be. Uh, most often it's, it's the other way around that here is uh, coming from the team. Here is uh, the possibilities we have. This is what we can create and this can lead to business opportunities uh, if we do like this. So. There, there, sh there need to be a very tight collaboration uh, along along the way. Uh. Collaboration is everything. Uh, I think we all um, agree on that. Apo, anything final to add? Uh, maybe one question in relationship to the answers that were provided earlier. Um, how can we coach innovation? So yeah, we align the organization and we try to put realistic expectations on people and uh, we um, uh, we celebrate or we expose and so on. We collect data. Is there any way to create coaches around that will allow for people to ask questions and be able to resolve 
potential issues they have. That's a great question. Nils, we'll come to you first. I think, again, uh, one of the things that can be done is really to encourage experimentation. Someone come up with some idea and say, great, can we test it? Can we, what can we do? Can we do something? And, and get people into that mindset of not having to be correct and knowing everything before they come up with something. And, uh, and but instead getting to feel like, okay, I, I got this idea. I'm, I'm uh, I have the both ability, ability and the possibility to 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 really test this, and I should test it, and I'm encouraged to do it. That that gives sets people into the explorative uh, mindset, I think, which is a kind of uh, fertilizer for uh, for innovation. I love that fertilizer for innovation, the exploration idea. Uh, Tobias, any answer to, to a pose question there? I think it's it's good with with uh, coaching and uh, it's coming back to the culture. Uh, I think they are one of the biggest drivers of, of the culture, bearers of the culture and, and uh, stimulate uh, everyone and to come up with ideas. So I think that's that's very good. And it's also you can come into the like this sovereign leadership and, and things like that as well it's uh, i think that's that's important to uh, everyday work that uh, people get stimulated and uh, i think these coaches can really help out a, lo a lot with that and in the end, the end of the day of course the customer will be will be happy and the companies will make more money so more money is what we all want um, in business. So we'll leave it there. We'll we'll leave that as the, the final point, innovation to make money. Uh, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I want to take the opportunity to thank uh, my three guests today, Apo, Tobias and Nils, for providing their fantastic insights into uh, the topic on cultivating innovation in team environments. Uh, and I want to thank you all for listening as well. Um, if you'd like to get involved in in one of our upcoming podcasts, please do reach out to me on LinkedIn or, or via email at sean.hughes at evolution-nordics.com. Uh, always happy to build topics around whatever you want to talk about. So please do get in touch and we'll uh, see you next time. Thank you, guys.